everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today's episode is an interview. It's actually a slightly older interview. This is one of our uh, few remaining. In fact, I think this week we will be going live with some of the very final uh, last legacy episodes from Fitfluential Radio. And for those of you who are like, what the heck is she talking about? This show, The Kelly O Show, was formerly called Fitfluential Radio. It's the first company I founded. Um, and there were some shows that when we switched over and rebranded the show, um, the, those shows were not yet uploaded and published and produced. And because we had changed uh, podcast production companies, there were some things that got lost in the shuffle. So hence, that's why sometimes you're going to see some of these shows going up late. And the reason that I mentioned this in the intro is I know in the course of the interview, we might reference something that will tell you, oh, wait a second, you know, why is she talking about glad to have you on Fitfluential Radio? Or why is she talking about December when the show is going live in May, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just wanted to give you a little context there. Today's episode, I am really glad to air because more and more, you guys know, I'm all about interviewing tremendously insightful, experienced, and credentialed experts on so many of these health, fitness, wellness, weight loss topics that we're talking about. But I also love the idea of having a lot of people like Shannon and, of course, me sharing my personal experience so that you guys can hear real stories from real people who have been through so many of these experiences that you are currently dealing with. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I always agree or endorse. In fact, I mean, don't view me as endorsing any one particular um, practice. You know, I know we we had somebody on the show um, who was talking about how they lost weight and they were, you know, doing really extremely low calories based on what most people would look at. It doesn't mean that I'm telling you guys to go out and, and have that low of a calorie load if that guest says that that's what they did. I certainly, my goal with the show, I think everybody here knows, is to provide you with a lot of information to consider so that you can then go out and do what 
people like Shannon, people like myself have done to address our health issues, to address our, you know, why am I stuck at a weight loss plateau? Whenever it is that you're stuck or frustrated or dealing with chronic health issues, you should become your own health and wellness and weight loss and fitness advocate. You should be doing research. You should then be making informed decisions based on the research that you've done and also based on your own instinct. That's really what I want you to get out of this show. You might listen to an interview with an expert, take a little bit away from that, um, and then listen to several women on the show and say, well, you know, all of these people had a good experience with blood work, with an endocrinologist, bad experience with an OB, whatever. I'm going to go and do this because this is what resonates with me. This is what my gut's telling me to do. I definitely feel very strongly about listening to your gut, listening to your instinct. In fact, I'm doing a whole show on that. You know, whenever it is that I have not listened to my gut, not listened to my instinct, um, that inner voice telling me what to do or not to do, I've always regretted it. And when I have listened to my inner voice um, and gone for it and, and listened to that instinct, I've not regretted it. I've always been like, wow, I'm so glad I, I was, you know, that I, I went for that inner nudge. I listened to that inner voice. Um, we are, we have that as a gift, particularly women, that women's instinct, it's there for a reason. So listen to it. So again, this interview with Shannon Piazza is about her, her journey dealing with hypothyroidism. And I really am thrilled for you to be able to hear from her perspective, how it came about in her life, the ups and downs she had when she was first trying to find a solution to it and then how she was able to get to a place where she was, you know, making changes in her life and her lifestyle in her eating and how that affected, um, you know, the hypothyroidism, which for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you know, so many issues that we have so many autoimmune issues, so many hormonal issues that we have can be dramatically improved with lifestyle food and supplementation changes. And that should be very encouraging to you because the last thing any of us want to be doing is looking towards a future where we're dependent on a lot of pharmaceutical drugs um, and things that can cause a, a, a whole other host of problems. We're looking to get to the root of the problem, maybe make some lifestyle food supplementation changes, and then be able to live our lives. That's really the ultimate goal. And I, I know you agree. So again, this is a one part episode. This is about 40, 38 to 40 minutes in total. And we're talking all things Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism with Shannon Piazza. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fitfluential Radio. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa, and today on the show, I am pleased to welcome Shannon Piazza. I'm so excited I said your last name correctly, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yes, you did. I'm so excited to be here. Well, everybody, in case you're wondering, you're probably like, that's not that hard to say. Um, I really tend to have a problem when I ask people that have even a remotely challenging last name that, that I could mispronounce. I always ask them, how do I say your name? And then they tell me, and it's like this fear wells up inside of me of, I'm going to blow it. I'm going to say it wrong, yada, yada, yada. And she told me, I thought it was Piazza. And she said, Piazza. And I'm like, I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow it. So I'm so excited that I didn't. So just use that as your motivation for today, everybody. You can say Piazza, not Piazza. Um, but anyway, I digress as usual. So Shannon, very thrilled to have you on the show because we are going to be talking today about hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's, which sadly has come to live in my body and does not appear to want to leave. So I am personally interested in this, and I know a ton of our listeners 
are going to be interested in this because it is so much more common than than we realize. I'm sure you probably have some stats to share with us later, but more and more women, and the more I share it uh, on my platforms, the more I realize, you know, this is so widespread. It's a challenge. It has been a, certainly a challenge for me um, to get my metabolism working normally, uh, because for somebody that that eats as healthy as I do and works out. Um, the, the hypothyroidism is something that even my doctor said, you know, we've got to solve this. It's going to take a while, but, but we haven't been able to do it. I, I certainly have had a personal opinion that medication alone, and I think that's part of what you're going to talk about, um, is not doing it. I've never felt that the, the, the thyroid medicine I'm on is doing it, but before we dive into that, I certainly, I think you know the drill. Whenever I have somebody on the show for the first time, I like to ask them, you know, tell, tell the listeners, we're going to talk about thyroid, but before thyroid entered into your life, when was it that you in your life first became interested in fitness or health, leading a healthier lifestyle? When was that for you and why? Yeah. So as a child, I was pretty healthy. Um, you know, my parents had snacks in the house, but I was very active um, I like to run. I did track and gymnastics in high school. I wasn't an all-star athlete, but it wasn't probably until right after college when I really started to zone in on my actual health and primarily fitness. I realized that um, my metabolism was throwing, slowing down as I was getting older, and I needed to actually do some workouts that were effective, not just head to the gym, chat with my friends, bop on an elliptical and leave, and maybe pick up a Krispy Kreme donut on the way home. So. Krispy Kreme. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, I would say, you know, after college, I moved to Florida. I got my first teaching job. I was living with two uh, girlfriends and we were very big into health and fitness and we worked out every day after school and I got in phenomenal shape, but I really didn't have anything else going on in my life other than making it to my job and getting home for the weekend, maybe to party with my friends. So, um, bring fast forward to motherhood. I was very healthy going into my first pregnancy and I got pregnant and I gave myself a free pass. I ate all the junk food that I didn't allow myself to eat. I took a free pass on working out. And after my first child, I had 35, 40 pounds extra to lose. And I was tired and I was run down and I was a new mom and I was heading back to work. And I reached out to a coach who got me in line with some fitness programs and a meal plan, and I rocked it. My personality is I dive 110% into everything I do. Then I got pregnant with my second child, and I was decently healthy through it, not working out as much as I would have liked, but eating pretty healthy. But after I had my daughter, and this kind of leads into the hypothyroidism, something was off in my body. And no matter what I did, workouts or tried, you know, the meal plan that I tried previous that worked so well with my son, something was going on. And that's sort of what leads into my Hashimoto's hypothyroidism story. So I love that. <laughs> I'm writing this down. You, you were saying you're like something I'm, I'm writing this down. So I have, yeah. my, something was going, something was going on. And I remember, sorry about that. I'm slow. If I want to be able to read my notes later, everybody, I have to write slower. If I want to get them fast and then get back to the interview, I I write too fast and then I'm looking at my notes later like, what? What was that? It's like hieroglyphics. Um, When I first started having hormonal changes, I I certainly didn't know it at the time, but it was 
right around when I was going through my divorce, incidentally, it's like, thank you, God, the entire world of stress is you know, dumped on my lap. My husband's cheating on me, starting to get these skin like boils on my shoulders and my chest and my neck. Um, I thought they were hives, but they were just these hormonal bumps. It was like a hormonal acne and my skin temperature changed. I was sweaty when I'd never, you know, had sweat problems before. All of a sudden I'm getting like thicker and, and gaining weight. It's like everything started to change. And I just remember going to my doctor repeatedly, you know, first for the skin condition and, and, and asking what's wrong with me and wanting someone to tell me what's wrong with me. You know, we always want answers. And the answer was, well, maybe you have folliculitis and that's why you have, you know, maybe it's your shampoo, maybe it's your hairspray, maybe it's your lotion. That's why you're getting these bumps. I'm like, really? Cause these are like cysts. They're not just you know, something is really wrong with me. And just what you said, you're like, something was going down. So was that, you know, did you find out right away when, when basically I'm guessing, you know, you weren't losing weight, you weren't able to get back in shape and you knew that fundamentally your, your inside gut was telling you there's something wrong. Was that a long time period or did you go see a doctor and discover you had at that point hypothyroidism right away? What, how did that, how did you get to knowing you had hypothyroidism? Yeah. So I'll give you kind of my timeline. My daughter was born in March. In September, I started having these crazy symptoms of burning, throbbing hands at night to the point where I wasn't sleeping. I had no feeling in my hands in the morning. I couldn't change my daughter's diaper, trouble holding the steering wheel, driving my kids to the daycare and myself to work. Like it was getting bad. And I came down with these mouth sores and my mom said, you need to go to the doctor. I'm like, okay, I'll go to the doctor. But being a busy mom of two, it was very hard to fit in. I went to my primary care doctor who basically thought that I was just getting over a virus. And I'm like, well, there's something going on with my hands. I'm like, this is not normal. It's like, just a I'm, cold. Yeah, I I'm like, that. I cannot, my hands burn so bad and tingle at night that I am awake slapping them. Like the worst asleep feeling, but you can't wake your hands up. You know what I mean? And so they were like, oh, we'll send you to a rheumatologist. Here, you can't get in till January. That's September to January. I'm like, and I, so I let a couple of weeks go by. I call my primary care doctor up again. I'm like, you no, I need help. Like I am trying, I'm a mother of two. I'm working full time. My husband works crazy hours. I need help. They send me to a neurologist. The neurologist does all these, um, I can't even think of the test on your hands for nerves and diagnoses me with mild carpal tunnel and tells me to wear braces at night, sends me back to have, sends me for blood work. Ding, ding, ding. We find I have a positive ANA. I never knew this my entire life that I have positive ANA. And what is that? Because I don't even know what that is. So positive ANA means you have an autoimmune condition, meaning something in your body is causing your immune system to basically attack itself. That is in layman's terms, what is going on. So your body thinks there's a virus. There isn't a virus. It's attacking itself. So there is a slew of autoimmune, uh, autoimmune conditions, thyroid symptoms being one of them. Um, Crohn's is autoimmune. Um, rheumatoid arthritis is autoimmune. So all of those things fall under this umbrella, as I would like to say, of Mm -hmm. autoimmunity. And so I started sleeping in braces and I started going back to my chiropractor who I had seen my entire second pregnancy for sciatic. And she was basically like, 
my hunch is you have a thyroid problem. And basically, statistically, one in five women postpartum will develop some type of thyroid issue. One in five. It's insane. And they will not know. Because what happens is if you don't know that you have the genetic you know, predisposition, meaning that positive ANA, you, they will not test further to see what's going on with you. Much like what your doctor said, maybe you just have folliculitis. I believe that's what you said. Um, and I think back to, as a child, I had hives all the time. Like I think back to things. I was diagnosed with folliculitis twice. When you said that, I was like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with that twice. So you have this gene in you but the environmental factors, stress, diet, lack of exercise, um, toxicity, which simply comes from water, air, anything, will then trigger it. So that's how that really comes about. So when I say one in five people, postpartum women develop it, the statistic, I don't know exactly, but it's got to be crazy as to how many don't know that they have it. Because it took me, so I, so get back on track here, see my rheumatologist in January. They called me and said, it's not a rheumatological thing. We're sending you to an endocrinologist. You have Hashimoto's. I'm like, I have a what? A who? Like, what are you talking about? So this was January. I couldn't get into the endocrinologist till I want to say end of February. I am not a sit arounder. I am like, I need to learn about this and I need to learn about this now. So my um, sister's very best friend is a functional chiropractor. And I reached out to her and she got me in, um, into these books by this doctor, Isabella Wentz. And she writes two books. She's been One on is, the show. No. Yeah. Shut up. She has How amazing, I... very well-researched books. She's amazing. Insane. So you've had her on your podcast. How did I mm -hmm. miss that? Um, so I don't need to really go into too much more about her, but I read all of her stuff. And I was just like, I'm going full throttle into this. So while I was waiting, which is interesting to see my endocrinologist, I reached back out to my coach and she was running a whole 30 challenge. And I was like, I need to do this. I'm overweight. I'm tired. I'm constantly having brain fog. My hands are still bothering me unless I sleep in braces. 10 days into cutting out gluten and dairy and processed sugar, my hands stopped hurting. Wow. I started sleeping again. I didn't slept since like I had my daughter in March. So we're almost talking like a year because like she was a baby. I was nursing then. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. right there, I was onto something. So that just led me into diving more into it and really honing in on a meal plan that worked for me and really honing in on the type of exercise that I could do. and. My theory is you have to start where you stand. And where I stood at that time, I needed very moderate exercise. And a lot of people with thyroid issues need that in the beginning. Now I'm weightlifting six days a week. Like I am in the best physical shape of my life. But I started where I stood and I, I built up to this. Mm -hmm. So the, the biggest thing and my biggest thing that I focus on so much is nutrition. Because those 10 days of cutting that out of my body literally cut my inflammation. So when I saw my endocrinologist, he used my lab work from my rheumatologist, which all of my levels um, were very low. And because hypothyroidism is 
I'm sure you've explained on other episodes, means your thyroid is not producing that hormone that you need. So I basically told him, I'm like, I'm not going on medication. I am on to something right now. Like I cured my hand issue. No doctor told me to do this. I did this with research. And he was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll see you in six months. He's like, you know, I would recommend you go on a low dose. And I'm like, I'm not going on medicine. I was very adamant about this. Cause I knew if once I started it, it could be something I had to be on the rest of my life. Um, and I just continued on this journey. I continued to cut out, you know, the gluten, the dairy. Um, I, I don't, some people say they have to cut out soy. I don't know if you follow that at all. Do you, I would say, you know, I have, so- do I, when I have sushi, I have soy sauce, but, um, and sometimes when I'm cooking, but you know, I think in the beginning, when I first started having when I, when I realized that I had Hashimoto's, when I'd seen my blood work, you know, and, and one of the things I would stress to everybody is um, don't guess on your stuff. Um, don't guess on whether you, I spent way too many years reading too many books and doing too many online quizzes to go, do I have estrogen dominance? Am I progesterone yeah. dominant or this or that? What am I? Like get your damn blood work done. We'll put a link up in the show. We have a great company that we're working with now where you can get blood work in at least 30 states. They're expanding all over the place. Get your blood work done. It is the most important thing you can do. And then what you decide to do with that blood work it's up to you. Um, there's options where you can get, you know, bioidenticals sent to you. You can take it to an endocrinologist if you want, but if you don't have your blood work done and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes in your body, you're, you're absolutely missing out and you are guessing you're throwing a dart at a, you know, blind, you're blindfolding. So definitely get your blood work done. And then for me, I'll be honest with you. Um, what I found was frustrating and this is why, again, I would recommend, whether it's a trainer or a dietitian or a coach or, or whatever, find one person that can help you as opposed to listening to anything and everything you see online. It is very easy to get very distracted with 1,000 different opinions on hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, um, gluten-free, vegan, paleo, Whole30, whatever, and you can get so obsessed with correcting what you think are your mistakes that I think, and, and what I think bigger picture is, that can create an environment where you're, you're trying to be so perfect with what you're doing, you're missing the point and you're creating so much stress, that can affect your thyroid as well. Stress is huge. I'm, I'm guessing that you've discovered that as well. When it came to things like soy, at first I was freaking out, you know, like anytime I'd see anything that had soy lecithin or whatever, do I generally avoid it? Yes. Do I, would I go to a Starbucks and order a soy latte? No. Would I choose anything with soy? At, but am I going to freak out if something has soy lecithin in it? Or will I try to you know, bring a certain kind of soy sauce substitute when I get sushi? No, because I don't believe that that soy is going to kill you. Um, I think there's bigger picture items that help. But to be real, it, it really frustrated me in the beginning I felt like maybe I did too much too much research on on Hashimoto's and I I found conflicting information and I almost was like okay I'm taking all the supplements and changing my diet and a lot of those things didn't make a difference for me. I don't know if that's because I've also been on thyroid medication. Um and I don't know if you have an opinion on that. I certainly am, am 
and I welcome it, but that's kind of been, I'm still trying to figure it out to be real with you. But I also have <laughs> a lot of other issues. I have major adrenal fatigue. I have cortisol issues. So those two could be much more of an influence on my current state of being than strictly the Hashimoto's. We, we also should probably, for people listening, this might be a good sidebar. Can you explain, Shannon, the difference between having hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's for people listening? So... is. I mean, as far as what you mean, what I guess I'm confused by what you mean by the difference between Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. Well, for my understanding is based on my research, it, you can have hypothyroidism, which means that you have a sluggish thyroid. And if you have Hashimoto's, if you test positive for those TPO antibodies, then it's a, it become, it's more that autoimmune where it's the body is, it's a chronic, it's an ongoing thing. Um, with If you have hypothyroidism and it's not, Hashimoto's, it can essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, be cured, if you will. You can you can fix it. It's not a chronic ongoing disease where the body is attacking itself. Okay. So I mean, and that's what the difference between Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. I, I think the majority of people that are diagnosed based on what I what I read, more people have Hashimoto's, which is chronic and autoimmune and it's ongoing which is lovely. <laughs> so I guess that would be your big difference there is it's autoimmune. When anything is autoimmune, it's genetic. So you will never not have a positive ANA. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was, that was the blood work determiner that I had mentioned. Yeah. Um, and I just want to, when you talked about, I wanted to touch on two things that you said there, which were amazing. One, don't try to do everything. Like you said, don't try to follow this and this and then vegan and then Whole30 and then this and this. You mentioned finding one person or one thing and trying it. And that was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to touch on that and because there is so much out there. And like you said, you over-researched and overdid that. And you know, once you find one thing that works, stick with it. And that was what I did. And that was huge for me is I kind of put the blinders on and I was like, this is working for me. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Um, and then for the blood work, like what I didn't realize is some places will just test your TSH, which is your thyroid hormone. They will not look at the specific hormones, T3 and T4, and they will not look at your antibodies. So that is an extra test that I had my sister's friend who was the functional chiropractor order for me at a different lab that I paid out of pocket for because I was like, I need to know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and my endocrinologist straight up was like, oh, your TSH is low. We don't need to look at all the rest. Yeah, this like, is, <laughs> you, you're bringing up a really good point and people have definitely, you, everybody listening has, you've heard me talk about this. I will continue to beat this dead horse because it's not a dead horse. It's just your thyroid that feels like a dead horse. Yeah. But the truth is, there is nothing that could be more important than getting your blood work done and then continuing to get your blood work done. And the more and more people that are writing into us and me um, saying, oh my God, I'm so glad you're talking about this because now I, the, the number one thing people tend to say when they write in is, I thought I was the only one. 
I thought I was, I, yeah. I thought I was the only one that was suffering from this or this or this. And I thought I was the, you know, I didn't know that I could actually improve my sleep. I didn't know that, you know, my sex drive could be back. I didn't know that I could lose weight. I thought that this was just what happened after you had a baby or after you turned 35 or after you turned 45 or 42 or whatever it is. It, the people, we're not meant to age like, uh, it's not meant that, you know, you, the highlight of your life is in college. That's bullshit. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Total and bullshit. More, you just, you need to like wake up that the rest of your life can be, here's a bumper sticker saying the best of your life, but it's going to take some proactivity on your point. Mm-hmm. It's going to take go, going to the doctor and doing what Shannon did. She was becoming her own advocate and sticking, sticking her hand up and going, this isn't right. And I'm going to find the answers. So get your blood work done. And here's the thing. Let me give you a big red flag. If you are listening and you go to your family doctor and say, I'm not feeling well, I need some blood work. Typically, I hate to paint them all with the same brush. If you run into someone that's like, well, or your OBGYN ladies, if they go, okay, I'll do your blood work. And you, and you say, are you going to test my TSH? Are you going to test my T3, my free T3, my, all of this stuff that you should know, you should be getting a comprehensive hormonal panel. And they go, and they look at you like, why are you telling me? Understand that they, they probably don't like somebody telling them how to do their job. I think any of us would have that reaction, right? But if somebody gives you crap, because we've had several people write in about this. I asked my OBGYN to get blood work done. She said she did it on me. She wouldn't share the results. That's your blood work. You're allowed you, to get a copy of your blood work. If they yeah. don't give you your blood work, there's a problem. If they yeah. give you your blood work and they tested for two things like hemoglobin and cholesterol and that's it, they're not doing a comprehensive hormonal panel for you. And they probably don't know how to interpret it for you. So it is very important to number one, make sure that you're getting a comprehensive hormonal panel. And number two, that you have somebody that can interpret it for you. And number three, tell you what the best next steps are. Sadly, that's an area where there needs to be a lot of extra work done. It's not, I mean, I'm blessed to have a wonderful doctor here in in Austin. You guys know, you've heard me interview him. He's gotten, he's having his own show now on Fitfluential Radio and and people would write in and go, how do I find a Dr. Sebring in my area? Um, Again, we're going to link up in the show notes. We were fortunate actually through Dr. Sebring to discover this, uh, Bod HD program that's available in 30 states that allows you to do all of that. There are also some other companies from just a blood work perspective where you can get the blood work. And then you, you know, if it's not in these states where Bod HD is available, you know, then you can find an endocrinologist. You can find maybe a functional medicine doctor or potentially, um, like Shannon, did you feel that your functional chiropractor was able to help you? I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't want to, I don't want to push people in the wrong direction. Can a chiropractor, I'm a fan of chiropractic, so I'm not cutting on them. I got a chiropractor. (laughs) I don't know that they're really poised or able to be interpreting blood work. Do you agree or disagree? So I would definitely say find, you know, the endocrinologist, just, you know, you want to find the right one who actually looks at holistic, you know, sides of it. I think that functional chiropractors can interpret blood work, especially if they've worked with it. Like the girl that I know, she did a lot of her um, understudies and has worked with Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, um, Graves, all of that. So she knows this in and out um, because that's kind of her focus. But again, I mean, it still is a practice. So you, like you said, like 
people say they go to their doctor and they don't do what they're asking. Well, they only do sometimes the bare minimum and that might not be what you need. So I personally know her. So I trusted her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a relationship with her. I'm the same with the, my other chiropractor. Now she was just a regular chiropractor. I saw through my pregnancy. She did not interpret my blood work. So, you know, you just have to kind of see what, what they will do. I mean, I can almost interpret my own blood work now because I've had it done so many times. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again, education, being your own advocate. And you said that before, that is huge because if you don't get your blood work back, then you get it online. I mean, there is no way in 2018 that you cannot get your blood work in 24 hours of requesting it. I mean, it's just not possible. I mean, you just had, I had a friend of mine and I will not say her name, but you know, um, on, Instagram that was telling me, you know, she's like, yeah, I got my blood work done and my doctor won't give it to me. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me right now? Like, I'm pretty sure you're paying for that or your insurance is paying for that. And then she had to go through a written request and her doctor actually said to her, I think she's in her fifties and was basically like, cause you know, she had also shared, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go get Botox. And I really want to, I feel like, you know, my, everything about my body's changing, my looks are changing. And her doctor was like, look, you're in the, this time of your life. It's time to just accept you're not young anymore. Yeah. I'm that's full like, crap. That's if total. My, <laughs> if my doctor said that to me, I would, I would want to punch them. And, it, and then she was like, you know, this is your blood works fine. You're in range. So as we were talking about this, I'm realizing this would be a really great post I need to do on Fitfluential, which is how to know, you know, when you're not, when your doctor's not helping you with your hormone issues, because some of the things are, are just this, if they are being very protective of the type of blood work that they're running and telling you that you shouldn't be concerned with, like if you ask for blood work and they're like, okay, and, and you say, what, what are you going to test? And they look at you like they don't want to tell you what they're going to test with your blood work. You're paying for it. You pay yep. the doctor. They work for you. Number two, if, and if you end up with an endocrinologist, even if you search somebody out, sometimes there are some endocrinologists I've heard from people that have written in um, who, who suck at what they do. If they're putting you, ladies, on just progesterone and nothing else, that's a problem. You, most women, when you end up getting your blood work done, you will have many areas that need to be fixed and it can be fixed by both lifestyle, nutrition, stress reduction, sleep, um, as well as potentially some natural bioidentical hormonal replacement treatments. Again, that, that this is my experience. You all, you want to find out some people don't want to do that at all. And they found great results. But the bottom line is there's a host of things and too many practitioners out there are like, oh, just give the woman progesterone. And then they wonder why their hair's falling out. They're gaining weight. They have no sex drive and their life sucks. Progesterone is not the magic pill and just progesterone or just estrogen is not the answer. I'm on right now a combination of I don't know, like six different things, testosterone, DHEA, I said testosterone, DHEA, estrogen, progesterone. I am on thyroid medication and I think that's actually about it right now. Um, I used to be, because of my cortisone issues on hydrocortisone for a while, or hydrocortisol, either one, but in other words, it's unique to each one of us. So be very careful. And I will be creating a blog post that'll, and, and Shannon, maybe you can collaborate with me on this. Yeah, no, I would love to. I mean, this is my passion. So I'm, 
Because do you agree? Have you talked to other women that yeah. they say, oh, well, I went to my OBGYN and she put me on the pill. And you're like, yep. seriously? Yep. Well, because what they're doing is they're not addressing, and in the case of Hashimoto's, they're not addressing the autoimmune factor at all. They're simply addressing a hormone imbalance. And if you don't address the autoimmune factor, your immune system will continue to attack and lead to other things. You will progressively just get worse and worse and worse. You cannot fix it simply by implementing hormones. You can't. And And when you say, can you, you know, take that a little bit further? Mm -hmm. So we all know that, or, or maybe some of us are just learning that are listening, you know, okay, one step is get your blood work done. Mm-hmm. You absolutely have to address the hormones. When you're talking about addressing the autoimmune, spell that out for us, what you mean by that. So A, you need to know if you have the autoimmune factor. So you need to ask them to test for A and A. It's a simple test. You need to know because that says, do you have the genetic makeup? Do you have the genetic makeup? So when I say you have to actually address that, you have to look way deeper into your blood work and address what is causing it blood work wise, like you said, lifestyle wise, all of that. So it's, it's, a, it's a full picture panel here. Your blood work is one piece of it. What is your nutrition? Are you exercising? Are you sleeping? What are the stress factors in your life? Mm-hmm. All of that is like a war zone on your body if it is off. So So true. It it really is. And if you don't have someone working with you who's willing to look at all of those factors, you need to walk away and find somebody else. And you need to start reaching out to people because ever since I was diagnosed, I'm very passionate now. And I can tell you are too about learning more, but helping women that were where I was who when I was told I had Hashimoto's, I was like, literally the phone call was, you have Hashimoto's, we're sending you to an endocrinologist. Okay, what? Um, I'm sorry, can you explain that to me? No, no, we're just telling you this. You need to call the endocrinologist, he'll go over it. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. that's not appropriate if you ask me. Yeah. That is not appropriate. And not to mention, I didn't even add this in. When I was at my primary care, a nurse accidentally called and told me I had rheumatoid arthritis. That's why they were sending me to a rheumatologist. When I called back, they were like, yeah, you don't have that. I don't know why she told you that. So can you imagine me being a mom of two, working full time, sitting in my classroom, getting that phone call, Googling RA? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, so again, it's just, if I had gotten that information now with knowing that I, I know I have to be my own advocate. I know that I have to do my own work. You know, a little bit, it is your life. Like you can't just assume the doctor is a human too. You know, it is a practice. They're not 100% foolproof. Like I'm not saying not listen to doctors at all because yes, we need them. Do they know more than me? Absolutely. But you have to be your own advocate and figure it out. And you have to look at all the factors. Because yeah. like you said, if it is just a hormone imbalance, great. But if you haven't dived deeper to see if it is autoimmune, is it a condition or is it a disease? And I guess back to what you were saying before about the difference between Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism is hypothyroidism is a condition that can be fixed by balancing out your hormones. Hashimoto's is a disease that you will always have that you have to manage, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. 
And just like anything, I think what has become clear to me and very helpful mm-hmm. is, and, and what I put down as some of the stuff I'm going to include in that, that blog post, you know, things to look for if you're not getting this with a doctor. And a lot of this really could be duplicated when we say, hey, if you hire a nutritionist or a trainer, if somebody's not sitting down with you and talking to you about your history and looking at the big picture in your life. And they're just like, oh, okay. You have like with me, when I first started seeing a doctor, they're like, you have a skin condition. How do we fix the skin condition? They didn't give a shit why, how, or how I ended up with these horrible bumps on my, it just was out of the blue. I, and they weren't pimples. It was like mosquito bite size bumps that were rock hard. And it felt like rocks under my skin. And, and they were all over my upper arms my chest, my neck, and then they spread to my back. I ended up at one point, their solution was to inject cortisone into the bumps on my back. I had 20 cortisone shots in one sitting. I'm sure that was fantastic for my body, but they didn't, they didn't care like what's going on in this woman's life where she suddenly is covered with bumps and she has no idea why there, you know, it was my doctor is like, Oh, maybe you could wear your hair off your shoulders. (laughs) <laughs> really? My hair's kind of been part of my body for my whole life. And it's been on my shoulders my whole life. You think all of a sudden my body is alive yeah. to itself? That yeah. makes no sense. So if you, no matter, no matter what's going on in your life, more of us, whether it's strictly, I can't seem to lose weight, or I have headaches all the time, or my skin has bumps on it suddenly, or I'm, you know, I suddenly have allergies. If you have suddenly something that is chronic, that is ongoing, and you're not causing it. What I mean by that is it's one thing if you are suddenly gaining weight and you can go, well, I've been eating like, you know, I suddenly have pizza five days a week. That's kind of simple. That's not just, oh, how did this happen? But in cases like, you know, many of us with, with thyroid issues, you're going about your life, you're working out, you're eating healthy, fitness is a passion, and suddenly the, the, the weight is going the other way. You're either gaining weight or suddenly you're not leaning out and something is not right and you haven't done anything. Then you know that there is something wrong. Instead of being single-minded and being myopic and going, okay, I need to work out more and eat less, look at the bigger picture. The more you can train yourself to look at the bigger picture and say, I need to look at my whole life. How am I sleeping? How much stress do I have? What worries me? What keeps me up at night? What has changed? Because for me, even recently, I have made some huge life changes because I realized I had so much anxiety and stress that it was causing all of these other things that my dietitian is working and my doctor are working with me on fixing cortisol, adrenal fatigue. I'm making it worse. So I decided to change my life, make some big changes in my life and my business so that I can decrease stress and get my life back because guess what? No pill in the world is going to fix that for you. Um, So that is one fantastic big picture thing that you touched on. You touched on it very well. And I think it's a great point to close on because more, more of us, need to look at the big picture. This isn't just, um, oh, maybe I should cut 300 calories. It's, it's not like, oh, well, I've been you know, eating carbs, so I should go paleo. That's the answer. That could be part of the answer. You know, it, it could be something that you cut out gluten and your whole world changes. So it's not one thing, but starting to look at the big picture and then following one path to, to get better 
and, and then course correcting along the way, that's going to be the answer. The big picture is key. Blood work is key. Um, Shannon, so yes. this was really good stuff. Um, of yes. course, I get to the end of every interview on the show. I'm like, oh my God, we're just getting started. But instead, we do have to, I have to respect your time. So tell people uh, that are listening where they can find you, because I know that you also coach women and yep. have, um, you know, I'm looking at your website right now. You've got quite a lot of resources in case people are listening and they potentially want to connect with you for more advice or potentially hiring you. Where can they find you online? Yeah. So my website is probably best. It is mamafindinghermagic.com. And that's also my Instagram handle. So mamafindinghermagic. And those are the two best places. And that's really when I became passionate about helping other women, I felt like that's what I did. I was a mom who found her magic by diving into the root cause of what was going on in my life. So that's when everything changes when you I mean, for me, my aha moments have not never been like, oh, you know, I was I was having this muffin. That was the problem. Yeah. It's it's no. lifestyle. It's been like so oh many God, factors. Yeah. Look how workaholic I've been. Oh my God, look at my sleep. Oh my God, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So everybody, I, I know I have to believe that this show um, was such a great interview. Shannon, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank um, you so I much think, for having me. Yeah, I really do. I think this is going to wake, awaken quite a lot of people to start going. I do need to like, let me look at the bigger picture and I don't like what I'm hearing from my doctor and you know, it is time to get my blood work done and so on and so forth because that's why I'm doing the show people. That's why I spend so much time recording because I am passionate about how having you guys have those aha, aha moments so you can become your own health advocate and start be, you know, improving your whole life. Not just improving what your weight is, not just changing what, you know, how many calories you take in. This is about life and, and living life. And you can do that when you really start feeling better. And that's, you know, these are the steps that you take. So Shannon, this was a fantastic interview. So glad we had you. Um, For everybody listening, of course, we will link up to everything. We'll link up to Shannon's sites in the show. I will make sure we include the link where you can, um, if you're interested and you're ready to get blood work done, uh, we'll link up to that BOD HD program that we discovered. It's available in 30 states. They're expanding to several states. And of course, um, for those of you, if you, I want to put this call out as well. If you live in a state and you have a great doctor uh, who is working with you um, on on again more of a functional medicine they do blood work they 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 have a handle on this we would love to know about them as a resource for our community as you know i'm very passionate about this so please if you have anybody like that that we can recommend when people are writing into us um that would be fantastic. And you can email us for any of these things or for questions you'd like to have us cover on future Fitfluential radio shows. And that's podcast at fitfluential.com. Um, any questions that you ask, of course, unless you give us explicit permission, we will not mention your name on the air. And of course, if you have folks that you'd recommend we interview on the show, pass that on to us as well. But thank you everybody for listening. It was terrific uh, chatting with you, Shannon. We will see everybody next time on Fitfluential Radio. Thanks. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this chat with Shannon Piazza. And if any of you are dealing with Hashimoto's like me, uh, hypothyroidism, it's more than likely that you are. Once you start doing some research and you realize how very, very common Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism is in this country and probably worldwide, um, you will probably understand the importance of interviews like this. 
both with real people like Shannon, so we can hear her story, her experience, learn what to do, what not to do, right? You can learn that from me too. And then also from a lot of the experts that we have on the show. There's just, it really is amazing. It can be so frustrating. That's an understatement. To be dealing with hormonal issues, trust me, it can change your entire body. In fact, I'm working with a woman right now who is my age and is not, has never had blood work done, has never had um, really any kind of hormonal treatment other than just going and seeing her OB twice a year. And the health issues, the weight issues, the mood issues, everything that she's dealing with because she's never addressed anything from a hormonal perspective it's like you couldn't pick two different life, ex- two more polarized life experiences from two women who are the exact same age. In fact, this woman and I went to high school together. Honestly, it's just, it's absolutely amazing what you can see. There's, there's two different paths that can happen. And what is certainly my passion, as you guys know, is getting so many of you to understand when you start addressing your autoimmune issues, your hormonal issues, your chronic health issues your entire life can change. Um, When you guys have heard me say it ad nauseum, but I will say it again, I just turned 51 this month. I feel better now at 51 than I did at 31. I look better now than I did at 31. Um, Frankly, probably than I did at 21. So um, that's really the picture of quote unquote aging that I want to get out there. And that's absolutely accessible for all of us. So I encourage you, if you have any questions, if you think you might be hypothyroid, if you have not gotten blood work done yet, if you have no idea where to start, you are not alone as far as, gosh, how do I start addressing my hormones? How do I find out what my issues are? How do I, you know, get blood work ordered? What, you know, what do I have to pay for? Yada, yada, yada. There's going to be an entire resource library I am developing on my website at kellyalexa.com for this very topic, because this is the number one thing women come to me about knowing that they know that I've gone through this. So uh, certainly I'm willing to, um, and passionate to help you. But if you do, let's, let's start here. If you're listening to this episode and others, and you suspect that you have massive hormonal imbalance of any kind or Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, insulin issues, cortisol issues, whatever, and you want some help getting started, just go to the contact me form at kellyalexa.com, shoot me a note, and we will get you started. Um, you definitely want to get started getting some blood work, get the ball rolling. Don't do what I did and wait and wait and wait and keep putting it off because trust me, like so many things, once you get started, you will wish you had gotten started a year earlier. So if you're listening to this and you have that gut instinct that's telling you, I think that I need to get some things taken care of. Listen to your gut instinct and make a move. Head on over to kellyalexa.com, fill out the contact me form, shoot me a note, and we'll get the ball rolling for you. You can also, for anybody listening, use that same um, method of communication to reach out to us if you would like to nominate yourself or someone you know to be interviewed on the show, or if you'd like to inquire about advertising and sponsorship opportunities with The Kelly O Show or with any of our social media platforms. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I hope you guys are enjoying this content and the show. If so, please share it with your friends on social media and take a few minutes to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can do that directly from your phone. It's easy peasy. Certainly do that for other podcasts that you're listening to as well. Um, Podcasts can provide such a wealth of wonderful free information and the reviews, that's what keeps all of us uh, going and getting 
into growth mode. So sincerely appreciated. We will see you guys next time on The Kelly O Show.